0: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like Forge FX help students master their skills.
1: There's a big learning curve
0: with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com
1: slash metaverse impact. <laughs> Pregnant ladies and little kids better
2: get the hell out of the way because I'm run it. <laughs> I'm just, I'm like Forrest Gump, dude. I am running. So, the Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Look. I want you each to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. Now I got one for you.
1: My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman of the Just podcast. <laughs> 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 you like apples? All right, welcome back. Edition of the JPP. We got the full squad back together. We got Pops and L. What's going on, guys? Happy What's Father's up? Day by the way, Pops. Happy Father's thank Day. You. Happy thank Grandfather's you, you. Day too. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, that's as right. We talked about the other day, yeah. <laughs>
2: that's right.
1: <laughs> Shout out and as as the great uh Chris Berman would say, we'd like to be the last to wish you a Happy <laughs> Father's Day. This week. Um, There's a lot going on. I feel like we got a, a, a jam-packed episode. We got some – of course, the finals is over, and then the, the the Lakers took took the steam from the Raptors just 43 – like the Raptors had the NBA world's <laughs> attention for an entire 43 hours, and then the Pelicans <laughs> and Lakers do the blockbuster trade for Anthony Davis. The Raiders on – anytime we can talk the Raiders, that's always Woo! good. So we get, we get a little John Gruden mm-hmm. talk with LJ. And then <laughs> – we're gonna talk a little ghosts I mean, there's just all kinds of stuff that we're gonna get into today. So, let's, I'm like
2: Bark uh Bark Scott, can't wait.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, shout! Out, speaking of hard knocks, shout out to the Jets. Oh, uh, <laughs> let's jump. I guess we'll start, Dad. Uh, it's it's a little. It happened last week. It's a little uh, past it. The, the The Raptors did their parade now, but. Before we get into Lakers, let's let's pay some respect to Toronto. They got their first NBA championship. Raptors win in six. Can we go ahead and take a respect. moment of silence? LJ is clearly the top basketball mind here on the podcast. The only <laughs> clearly. one. Clearly. Clearly. Yeah. We <laughs> bowed well, down. But here's the deal. I did not predict that, that is George R.R. R.
0: Martin would have written the end of the Warrior season. So... <laughs> <laughs> Wait,
1: what? What? Huh? I didn't
0: predict George R. R. Martin would have written the end of the Warrior season, so you know that's I, I don't,
2: that's I don't a little out how, of my league. I don't get I how don't, George R. R. I Martin. Don't, I don't follow. Him. Yeah, I'm not following. Well, because your... that
0: that finals was the red wedding of basketball is what <laughs> that was. Holy shit!
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just one one player going down, injuries galore. Uh,
2: Dad, let's start there. Dad, what what just your thoughts? Finals thoughts. Uh, first thing that came to mind is I was watching the finals and I wrote this down at the first quarter at five forty-five in the game, Draymond Green oh, whoa, here we go. is uncharacteristically making <laughs> bad decisions with the basketball. I thought he started out making some pretty poor decisions and I don't, I don't, we don't need to get into this, but he just, he was throwing some balls away. They just didn't look in key in step. I do think Steph, you know, gets a little careless with the ball. Sometimes I think he trusts his handle just a little too much. Um, And then Toronto just freaking won the game, just put it away. But now, to be fair, we did talk about it, and I think we were were certainly in agreement. Well, LJ called it, and then you and I, (laughs) you and I, Kevin, on our – Hopped on my bandwagon. (laughs) Yeah, we hopped on LJ's bandwagon on our NBA-laden podcast that we did without LJ, and we both agreed that Toronto should win the series. They were definitely the better team. Then, of course, KD is out, and then they lose – Clay goes out. I mean, there's Ugh. there's no way. There was no freaking way. And then Clay had Clay went what, out with, ACL. I think it's an yeah, ACL. ACL yeah. So
0: how long is that in the NBA? I mean, it's, is is that as bad as the NFL's ACL? It's ACLs? about a
1: six to eight month injury, I would guess. I mean, they're about saying the they expect an Achilles, to be around February. No, Achilles is a little worse. Uh, from Achilles what I'm is reading, real bad they, in the NBA, right? There's not a whole lot of guys that have come back and been who they were before an Achilles injury. Now ACL, especially in today's day and age, an ACL injury is it's a long rehab, but Guys tend to seem to come back and be yeah. close to themselves, AP, if not the same. All
0: day, AP put together the yeah, model I mean, how to fix yeah, that. AP
1: so. showed you how to win an MVP the following year. So, <laughs> But yeah. yeah, it was a good finals. I thought Kawhi was great. We don't have to get all into his averages and everything, but he was great in the finals. But really, it was interesting that the, the, the cast around him really stepped up, yeah. especially towards the end. Can we talk – is Fred Van Vliet the, the best finals performer of all time? I mean, that guy couldn't I mean, miss. I'd
0: never heard his name before these finals, and I am a Van Vliet fan, like straight up. That dude was yeah, awesome.
2: Had 22 points. I mean, Lowry had 26. Siakam had 26. All of those guys outscored Leonard. Leonard had 22. That's so matching Van Vliet. But it was the other guys wow. that showed up. You're exactly right. It was amazing. Van
1: Vliet late, just dagger after dagger after dagger. It was funny. They had, uh, Kawhi was almost a unanimous MVP in the finals, but there was one vote from old, you You probably know this name, dad, old Hubie Brown, who now does ESPN Radio, he voted for Fred Benfleet for the MVP. I don't know if maybe he thought it was just MVP of game six. There's no way ben <laughs> Fleet's MVP of the series, but... No. Oh, <laughs> well, Hubie had to go a little he, off the wire.
2: Hubie's getting a little long in the tooth,
1: you know, so... <laughs> but... Uh, after the finals ended, there was a lot of criticism thrown to Mr. Steph Curry's name. There's And it seems like it's the way the way people are and the internet is nowadays. There's the LeBron fans and LeBron stands kind of who just have to, as soon as yeah. Curry loses, they wanted to make sure everyone gave Curry crap for not being able to pull his team together. Because there's a lot of people saying, rightfully so, I think, as we mentioned, the entire Nuggets team. I mean, nuggets. I don't know where I got that from the entire <laughs> warriors team went down with injury besides Steph Curry. And it looked like what, well, I guess I'll just ask you that He, he had a bad fourth quarter in the game. Six in general, yep. he had 21 on six to 17 shooting three from 11 from three, not a great game from him and really not good not at all. Final quarter. Uh, and a lot of a lot of people who are are not big fans of Steph Curry said he can't carry a team. This is proof. This is all this blah blah blah. What did you think about Steph Curry? Is he is he fairly getting criticism or
2: Ah, you know, no, I don't think so other than I do think he got a little careless with the basketball a few times, but gosh, he hits he got a good look at the at the basket on that last three. And he just makes should hit that I mean, one. That's a Steph Curry shot that you expect to go in. He hits that. We're talking. There's a game seven. I think there's a game seven, which there's no way in hell mm. Golden State wins yeah. without. Now we Clay know it on the be floor. Clay. Clay. Yeah. yeah, Uh But but yeah, he hits that. Ga- he hits that game winner, kind of like Iguodala. You know, hit that game winner in whatever game four or three. And we talked about him being in the Hall of Fame. So Steph hits that three. <laughs> We're not even talking about this. He he just yeah, he right. just had a bad shooting game. It happens. Yeah. Um, so that's that's the way I, I feel. just no, I, I think Curry's a great player still.
1: I think the the I just wanted to say this. I saw all the tweets and yeah, I, I agree. LeBron's probably better than Steph Curry. But I think the the criticism, the people who want Steph to get the same criticism, there's a reason I think LeBron is critiqued at a higher level. Like people just looked at these playoffs and they, they talk about LeBron's 15 finals against the Warriors where he played where Kyrie busted his knee in the first game played without Kevin Love. And in that series, LeBron averaged thirty-six, eight, and thirteen. I mean, on forty-six minutes a game, that that's just insane. LeBron's just insane, and I think the reason the people that got on to Steph are, are silly is because the the reason his criticism and LeBron's don't they aren't the same is because they're not. Also, when we talk about Steph all time, we say things like he's maybe the best shooter of all time. He might be a top five active player, one of the all time point guards. But when we talk about LeBron, it's just. LeBron or Jordan like we're talking best player right. ever so that's mm-hmm. why he's held to a higher standard because he's a better player than Steph Curry it just is he So I is. don't think I don't think I know all the LeBron fans are like I hope Steph Curry gets hold to the same standards like well he doesn't because he's just not as good as LeBron LeBron can carry a team by right. himself because he's done it. Steph can't and that it's because he's six foot and then also the, those stats about how he missed his shots in the fourth quarter or how he's bad in the fourth quarter of that game six I've never seen a team play defense the way the Raptors played him on him. I mean, as soon as he crossed half court, like three guys were running after him. And it was just Steph playing with a bunch of guys who couldn't shoot. Every other guy on the court. I mean, he better Raptors get ready were...
0: for this next year.
2: That's, that's yeah, what it's going to yeah. be. No kidding, LJ. It's so, going to be perfect,
1: perfect, uh transition, LJ. Oh, no, did I segue into free agency? You oh. man, uh, Not quite free agency, more, more trade and free agency. But so as soon as the finals ended, we learned that KD is out for – as, uh, as Woj tweeted for, from ESPN, Woj says that they're expecting to be out at least a year, so maybe he's back. Ugh. If they can make it to the finals again, maybe. Uh, Clay Thompson, as Dad said, torn ACL. He's out. They're expecting till February. So yeah, the Warriors could be without... could be Steph, and we'll see who's beside him, <laughs> if those guys even resign. Kirk? So Do you who think knows Kirk where would they hop are? on the court? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. They need some shooting. Kirk could give a better <laughs> shooting than what they had. Uh, but so the NBA was wide open, so we thought If, if, if we just saw the Raptors take the gamble and go for one year on Kawhi Leonard. So I thought as soon as it ended, I thought if you're, if you're thinking about Anthony Davis is now is the time to go trade for Anthony Davis because the West, all of a sudden we thought it was the Warriors league. It's wide open and 43 hours after the finals, the Lakers and Pelicans finally do the trade. And now it looks like the, the Lakers are prop uh, Vegas has the Lakers, the favorite to win the finals, which is insane. You wouldn't have said that 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 two weeks ago, did they make the playoffs? No,
0: no, they didn't. I they did were in not. the lottery. They're
1: picking. They, they were picking number four in the NBA <laughs> lottery, right. but they just uh, so the Lakers made oh, the deal. The, the Celtics looked like they were imploding. We're not. We'll get into a little fridge, but I, I'll, first, I want to go, Dad. What are your thoughts on the Lakers trade? Do you want to talk about what all the Lakers gave up? Because I have it written down. If you kind of want to go over.
2: No, I've got. Well, I, I wanted to clarify something. They gave up Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, and three first-round draft picks. Ah, uh, one will be the number four pick this year, and then the other two are kind of conditional. I think they can swap you want me to tell them out. You? I have or, them. Yeah, yeah. How do the other two? How do the other two uh, first? Round so yeah, they got
1: working. one. Those three guys, where Ingram and Lonzo Ball, Dad, like I, they're they're good prospects, really high Number prospect. two pick in each
2: draft, right? Yeah, in the both two succeeding of them. Draft.
1: And they got this year's number four, like Dad said. I don't. know. The Pelicans are talking about maybe trading that for a, a actual star now, or they'll get another great prospect, and then the Pelicans also get. The Lakers 2021 pick if it's a top it's top eight protected. So if it's a top eight pick the Pelicans get it. If it's not then it turns into a 2022 unprotected. The NBA does all these rules L a 2022 unprotected where it just the late the Pelicans get it. Then the Lakers also are given up an unprotected pick swap in 2023 which means basically the Pelicans get the option if they would like to swap picks in 2023 if they want to. If not they can keep their pick. It's up to them. Then in 2024, the Pelicans, which by the way, in 2024, LeBron will be 40 years old. So let's just throw that <laughs> out there. Jesus. Whoa. In 2024, the Pelicans get the unprotected Lakers first that they can, if they want, if they don't like where the pick's at, they can defer to 2025 and get the Lakers next year's pick. So wow. I know I, I, I'm, I'm kind of in the in the decision of, you know, if you're the Lakers, like we just said, the NBA's wide open. You get a chance to go get Anthony <laughs> Davis, you get him. But the Lakers, we don't even know in in 2024 and 2025. That's their entire future. LeBron could be retired. F- Anthony God. Davis could be gone. Who knows? The Lakers might be awful, and the Pelicans yeah. get their pick again. And at that point in time, the Pelicans will have Zion Williamson, who should from what his we prime. think should be right yeah. in his prime. They have Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball. A lot of these guys are going to be entering entering in their prime and maybe have a great pick. It seems like a win-win. Like The Pelicans did, did fine for themselves. It, it's the best... To me, Dad, I've seen since all these stars are asking for trades, this is the best return I've ever seen a team get, I think, for a star. Yeah, yeah. You agree? I, I agree. Wow.
2: Oh, yeah. That's absurd. I mean, so look at the possible starting lineup for New Orleans. Lonzo Ball at point guard who, I mean, I think is going to be a really good guard. Well, I think he's going to be a really good player. There's still Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday, who, oh, by the way, averaged 21-5-8 and last year. Uh, DeAndre Hunter, who now he's the guy from, well, they, that's if, he would be that's the that's fourth pick, pick,
1: right? Maybe there's some people saying Darius Garland's the best. Darius
2: Garland team. might be the other guy. but who anyway, knows so RJ Ingram. Barrett could
1: slide to four.
2: Now was Brandon Ingram, the guy that has the blood clots and stuff? Yeah. Or? So
1: there is some thought there's a little concern on his injury because he had blood clot issues, made him miss the rest of the year. Supposedly from what everything I've read, all the doctors say he's fine and it's going to be okay. It was just a freak deal, but we just saw Chris Bosh's career end early because he had the same thing. So it is a little scary.
2: Well, and then Zion Williamson. So, I mean, I'm telling you, that's oh, yeah. a hell of a of a starting lineup uh, that they're going to put on the court. So uh, Alvin Gentry, they just re-signed him. I would love to coach that team. I think that's an up-and-coming team with those draft picks you just alluded to. Well, and the other thing those draft picks do for
1: him, as we mentioned, that's as we saw with the Celtics, those are just assets now. And le- let's say the next star, because it happens every single year now, The next star that wants to get out of his contract with the team he's in, the Pelicans are loaded with assets to try to go for him to pair with, as you just mentioned, a hell of a a team, at least it looks
2: like. A young starting lineup, right.
1: The Pelicans did good, but so I I was trying to think of winners and losers of this trade because, of course, you always have to determine a winner and loser. But if you're the Lakers, you kind of put all your eggs in the LeBron basket. You have to go try to win now, and the NBA is wide open with Golden State. I think it's probably a win-win for both teams. And shout-out to David Griffin for the Pelicans. I think he just got as much as he possibly could, and boy,
2: did he get a lot. That's why I think the Lakers could have probably held one of those draft picks. I don't know. I I mean, you're right. David Griffin won the the deal, and and the Lakers may not have done bad because Anthony Davis is that good. I mean, he is – a top two, three best player in the whole league. And you pair him with uh, with LeBron. LeBron's still got something in the tank. It's the best Kuzma. teammate LeBron's ever played with, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. You got Caldwell Pope, who I think is you know, a pretty slick shooter. I, I'm, I'm D-Wade. The, Laker, the Lakers are, well, D-Wade, what? you're right. I, that's probably, thank you, LJ. <laughs> well, well, Anthony let Davis? That go.
1: well, Anthony Davis is 26 and in his prime. D-Wade's knees were beginning to get shot, right, as they kind of teamed up, don't you? I mean- I think it's arguable. I, don't I think Anthony I mean, Davis I don't is know. the best I don't player know the answer. that LeBron's probably joined just, forces with personally. D Wade's got to be in that conversation. I mean, I yeah, don't know. I just, didn't. Well, I not watch Anthony two. Davis a lot, but yeah. Well, I'm sure you'll see a lot of them now. The Lakers are going to be on primetime TV sure. probably every yeah, single no. night.
0: Uh, do you see where David Silver said the other day about how the Lakers already have a twenty four seven channel called ESPN?
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they, they really do. It. Especially now, it's even more. As soon as LeBron got there, they're twenty four seven. So can I? Now we've seen this happen. Whatever the trade, all this. Can I go on a little? I have a little mini rant for you. I Haven't done this in a while. It's been football season this is the last time I, I kind of got fired <laughs> up. But the Lakers kind of just got me fired up. So all right, now all of a sudden. The Lakers look, as we said, Vegas has them the favorites to go to the NBA Finals this year. And for the past five years, it's been a like Laker fans are so spoiled, and that franchise is so spoiled. It's been a total <laughs> shit show for five years. Let me just read off what's gone, what's happened for them. And in, in twenty thirteen. The Lakers gave a 35-year-old, like 19-year NBA veteran, Kobe Bryant, a two-year extension worth $50 million, making the NBA's highest paid player. We knew it was coming off a torn Achilles. He hadn't even played in seven months. And they went ahead and made him the highest paid NBA player. Let's see how that worked out. Over the next three years, the Lakers went a combined 85 and 181. That would be a winning percentage of 32%. Then, so, well, at least they they wasted a lot of money, but at least they got in the lottery, right? Well, and let's see how that went. In 2014, they drafted Julius Randle with the seventh pick. He walked last offseason for nothing. They just let him go in free agency. (laughs) Then, in 2015, they were projected the fourth, but the lottery gods just worked out just so well for the Lakers, because why not? They jumped to number two. Drafted D'Angelo Russell, who now looks like he might sign a huge deal, looks like a solid NBA player. What did they end up doing with D'Angelo Russell? Oh, they packaged him with the terrible four-year $64 million contract they gave Timothy Mozgov that no one understands why. They just packaged him to get rid of that contract in 2016 to a trade with Brooklyn for the 27th overall pick. So they just gave him away for a salary dump. Then in 2016 and 17, the Lakers get, as Dad said, the number two overall pick two years in a row, get Lonzo and Brandon Ingram. Both those guys are now no longer on their team. And then in 2018, last offseason, they signed the best player in basketball and get LeBron James to come over to L.A. And what did they get around him? They got the, the mean team around them. They signed Michael Beasley and JaVale McGee and Caldwell Pope, clutch agency, and they wasted a year of LeBron's prime. So all this crap, and we're not even getting into the whole Magic Johnson, Rob Palenka, and Genie yeah. Buss weird thing going on there. And now here we are, June 20th or 19th, whatever we're in. And the Lakers have two of the best three players in the NBA and are favorites to win the NBA win win the championship. It's just ridiculous. Laker fans are so spoiled that franchise is terrible, but things just always seem to work out <clears throat> for the Lake show. Can I just say that crazy. I feel
0: I feel personally attacked though as a Broncos fan? who like suffered through like six or seven really, really bad years of just terrible decision after terrible decision. And then all of a sudden had the MVP on the offense and the MVP on the defense on the same team. And uh, I feel like that's exactly what you're saying is like, that is not a real fandom. That's just luck. And, and, uh, and and taking away from people who are actual Cowboys fans and actual Mavericks fans.
1: Well, so um,
0: <laughs> so just throwing that out there. Well, here's here's my thing.
1: Here's what really bothered me. Not bothered me, but just I roll my eyes the most emphatic way I possibly can is <laughs> before the Lakers get LeBron, you see all these people talking about, man, it's so hard going through these lottery years. And man, the Lakers are tough. <laughs> it's like you had Shaq and Kobe, then you had Kobe's whole career, and then you went through four years, four whole years, where not only did you stink, but the lottery was great for them. This past year, they were projected to get the 11th pick, and the lottery gave them the fourth. Everything works out perfect for the Lakers, and they. I just can't believe they drafted the lottery four years in a row, and now none of those guys are on their team. Not one. And their picks yeah, for the yeah. next 82 years are all mm-hmm. in, the, in New Orleans. <laughs> so... <laughs> Just Eighty-two things. years. Okay. <laughs> maybe I, well, but I think maybe, that's okay. So we'll,
0: we'll see what happens if uh, if if David Silver does write the script for the NBA, At, we'll find Silver. out.
1: But you said David earlier too. Yeah, Adam did I say David earlier too.
0: Yeah. I, well, yeah. no, David's I'm I'm thinking of David Stern. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But so if Adam Silver writes the script for the NBA, then uh, then we'll see in in the next. You know, because like they shouldn't have a good team after 2025 until like 2046 or something like that so we'll see if that turns around for him but well, they've they've leveraged everything for this
1: yeah and so. i guess i guess the frustration comes because like all these fans out there you know there's the uh, us mavericks fans out there there's been hard times and you win the championship and they have been all three of you the yeah. since then there's teams like the the pelicans who went through tough times and then there's teams like Hell, the, the Charlotte Hornets are over there just like, really? Y'all have had it tough? You guys have had it tough? Look at our team.
2: Yeah, you don't even know.
1: And the Bell and the Lakers fans are like, oh, it's been so tough. But now we, we, we went through these four tough years for Anthony Davis and LeBron. Oh, sh- give me a break. Shut your mouth. Uh, Dad, so did you also see, speaking of the Lakers, it looks like the Boston Celtics are completely imploding. Uh, apparently... Kyrie Irving has ghosted them. I thought that was just a term like young people used to, to get out of date. He hadn't even, he hadn't even <laughs> yeah, like so taken they're, a they're Celtics like phone call. Swipe text. right on Tinder, but yeah. you know. <laughs> and now Al Horford looks like they, at one point he was close to restructuring a three-year deal. Now it looks like he could walk in free. And so now a year ago, the Celtics had Gordon Hayward was coming back from injury. They had all these good players, assets out the wazoo. And now it looks like Kyrie and Al Horford both are going to walk and not get any compensation for it. And the Celtics are going to be empty. handed they didn't get the, the, the Anthony Davis trade that everyone thought they had the assets to go get, I, right. I think NBA, the free agency is going to be wild. I, I think the teams, I know LJ hates this, but I just think the NBA is it's going to be
0: random. It's dice rolls. It's but
2: stupid. Here's,
1: here's the point. Here's why I think this year is so interesting. LJ is I think, especially now with Kawhi possibly leaving the Raptors, the East is wide open. Golden state ravaged with injuries. The West is wide open all these teams are going to stop worrying about the future and they're going to bank on now. And I just think the Celtics could look totally different. The Raptors, if Kawhi is gone, could look totally different. Wherever Kawhi goes would be interesting. The Lakers, obviously we haven't seen Davis and LeBron. The Celtics are going to look different. I mean, everything's going to be wild. I just, I just think it's going to be fun. To see what happens the next month.
2: Well, I can tell you this. I think the Celtics should concentrate on Horford. I mean, cause Kyrie's gone and Horford to Horford is their glue guy. I mean, and, they need Horford, and you know what? They were pretty damn good without Kyrie and they without Gordon Hayward. They went to Game Gordon 7 Hayward. in the so Eastern
1: Conference Finals and almost got to the Finals.
2: They need to get Horford signed, and Horford's getting a little long in the tooth, I know, but I think they need to get him signed, and, and I think they should be okay because that playing time is going to go back to uh, uh Tatum the, and, the, Brown and Tatum Marcus yeah, and Marcus Smart. The point guard off the bench that re- played pretty well. Well,
1: Terry Rozier, Rozier. After, the se- after the season, Rozier went on first take and just talked about how shitty the Celtics were. So, I think he's kind of on the outs, too.
2: <laughs> well, at, I don't know. It wouldn't hurt my feelings if the Boston Celtics implode. I mean, I don't hate on them, but I would like to see them get that team back together without Kyrie. Because Ky- Kyrie Irving kind of gets on my damn nerves. Is he a great ball player? Yes. Oh, he's one of the very best. Maybe the best small finisher I've ever seen, ever. But he just gets on my nerves because he changes his mind on days that end and why. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It bothers me. Yeah, I'd be scared to throw a four-year <laughs> contract at him because he can't
1: keep his mind straight a month at a time. Like can we just sign him like on a six-month contract? Just just go month to month, maybe with him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that <it> will. Will. <laughs> However, uh, I guess I don't have to worry about the Lakers because did you see they're they're cursed now? Did you see the curse no. dead? No. One you might remember this guy's name, Lavar Ball, has now cursed the Lakers, and <laughs> oh. he says this will be the worst move the Lakers have ever made. This will come back to bite them. They will never win a championship. Blah 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 blah. If any, if you want to say anybody who wants to say the Lakers won the trade, just the fact that they got Lavar Ball the hell out of Los Angeles might have been them winning the trade. And that well, just might be so- more
2: of a Lakers fan. So <laughs> <right> there. <laughs> You guys owe me like a history of the
0: Ball family on the podcast at some point. But wow. where, are they yeah. like from where are they are? They from the L.A. area? Or are they They're like, from, like or have Southern area, uh, Yeah, Southern yeah. Cal. Okay, so this is a, actually a huge deal for them. Then, yeah, yeah, because th- okay. this is because
2: wanted like all his kid, all his boys to be on the Lakers. It was ridiculous. Lavar, well, I mean, Balls. and you wanted all your kids to play on the Cowboys, but you gave up that uh, dream when you saw me play middle school. Yeah, football, when he saw so. us on the field. <laughs> <laughs> And I said, use your head to make a living, boys. Use your head. <laughs> <laughs> You'll starve using, playing football.
1: <laughs> so the NBA, wide-ass open, and and the, the Lakers are the favorites now, but who knows, that could change after free agency. But if you're looking to gamble, it's now's the best time to go gamble on, on the NBA because you can put a long-shot bet on who knows, the Clippers maybe, if they get quiet, who knows. But if you want to go gamble on next year's NBA championship or any of it, why don't you head over to the, our friends over at MyBookie. They are the best in the business when it comes to gambling. And between their live game betting, endless props, fantasy sports wagers, or future bets for the NBA, they're the best. And right now, they're hooking up our listeners. If you go to MyBookie.ag and use the promo code JPP when creating your account, you can claim 50% bonus, so laying down a dollars you already got an extra $50 in play right there. That's my bookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G, promo code J-P-P. You play, you win, you get paid. Uh, Dad, you mentioned football, and uh we got to get into it. The the hard knocks, I didn't know if hard knocks could do better than the Browns last year. I thought the Browns were great. The whole Hubie <laughs> Brown, or what? not Hubie Brown, Hubie Jackson i thought all oh, that hugh jackson i can't speak a name jackson come, come
0: on, on. <laughs> i like huey brown
1: though <laughs> he, well hugh jackson's a, a forgetful name now i don't think he's getting a job anytime soon because of hard knocks. But Knox. but hard Knox is great in cleveland baker hugh jackson there's no more ohio Todd teams Ailey, to go to so Williams. <laughs> and so what could how could hard Knox ever back come up with that do something better than that top that well we got the Raiders, the old Raiders, raid we got John Gruden on hard knocks. I, uh, LJ, what, what do you think? Are you excited? I'm so excited. This is I'm going to watch every
0: episode at airtime. Uh, this is going to be more exciting for me than Game of Thrones, although like we'll find out. I mean, I'm still on the fence of whether John Gruden's an idiot or a genius trading away Khalil Mack and all the things that he's decided. So. <laughs> um we'll we'll see i might i might come away really depressed we'll we'll see what happens but yeah i'm i'm pumped about it i can't wait to see him look foolish because mm. i what, just what do you feel think, he's going to
2: well so i mean they've got i mean antonio brown just him being on hard knocks oh I'm looking yeah forward to i forgot it. mr I big mean, chest i'm, I'm looking yeah, forward mr. to big that chest.
1: We get an hour a week at Mr. Big Chest and seeing what what color his mustache will be and what what kind of hair he'll have. I mean it's just I
0: would just watch Mr. Big Chest and John Gruden sit in an office across from each other silently for a
2: half an hour once a week. Well, and then if that weren't enough, you've got Vontez Burfict, maybe, maybe the dirtiest <laughs> oh player god. in the NFL. Yes. Then you've got Richie Incognito, who yes. you know. Oh I mean, my god! Oh my god! It should be fantastic. I can't. This is the all shit wait. team. Al Davis would be so
1: proud of Gruden right now. And then, speaking <laughs> speaking of Al Davis, we get Mark Davis's hair. We get to watch that. And did you see? It was funny. I, I, I was doing some research. I thought I remember hearing something about this. And in March, Mark Davis, there's an ESPN article where he told them, quote, he would rather fire John Gruden than have his team appear on hard knocks, saying it would be disruptive to the locker room. <laughs> Let's go. Here we are. <laughs> Let's do it. Then, Both and, of and them. And then their GM, the, the Raiders GM right now is Mike Mayock, who was a TV analyst for NFL <laughs> This yeah, whole time Brian, Who's, yeah. he's the first time GM and yeah. on top of all of that, they're going through the move to Vegas right now. It just doesn't get <laughs> any
0: better. Oh, I'm so excited. That's the only thing that like sours the wound of, uh, of, of the Broncos owner, not getting to get into the hall of fame in his lifetime. That's the yeah. only thing that,
2: that fixes that wound to me. So <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> well, while you're on hard knocks, I was, so I was doing a little, just looking it up at, at hard knocks and I w- I came across the Rex Ryan, Let's just go get a GD snack, <laughs> and, and I had to watch that whole little spiel. Well, that was so. So I was good. gonna. Ask,
1: I was gonna ask you guys the if you had a best hard knocks moment, and is that, that is that just the that, way that, it. That, Take the cake, no yeah. matter what.
2: Yeah, I'm with it. I'm with the it. The New York Jets was the best hard knocks I think that I've ever seen. It was the best one. And then my favorite that, hard
0: knocks moment was the announcement of this year's. I'm Just
2: yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm truly excited. I'm truly excited to see the Raiders on Hard Knocks. I really am looking forward to it. (laughs) And LJ kind of touched on this, so I want to ask your guys'
1: thoughts. But last year, obviously, I felt like we saw just how bad Hugh Jackson was running things, like whether he wouldn't take any, any advice from any of his assistant coaches or that he wouldn't play Baker Mayfield at all, whatever. I felt like that was the demise of Hugh Jackson. Do you think, what are we going to say after hard knocks this year about John Gruden? LJ touched on it. Are we going to think, holy crap, this is worse than we even imagined? Or are we going to be like, wow, John Gruden really has things in line and this could work. LJ, what do you think? I just can't
0: imagine me coming away thinking he's a genius. I just, I, I, I know that I've got this like piece in my mind that like knows that it's possible, but I just can't imagine that piece like in, in a, HBO show being taught otherwise. I just, yeah, I think we're gonna laugh at him for the entire off season. That's all I know. Dad,
2: well, I think he'll be better than Hugh Jackson. Also, I'll, I'll, well, I'll, I'll, I'll say that. See? Whoa, you're I'm going, so out, going out on be careful. Going out on a limb and saying I, I think, think he'll you be are going out Hugh on Jackson. a limb. I don't know. We'll see. We will see. You <laughs> will see.
1: Um, a storyline. What do you I'm think? Ex-
2: you got to give an answer I, to that too.
1: Yeah, I you, think I actually think we're gonna come out of this going, "Whoa, John Gruden." There, he might be something. The one, he knows how to okay. work the cameras. He's been doing it with ESPN, with whether it's his draft room with quarterbacks or or NFL or Monday Night Football. He knows how to work the cameras. I think we're gonna go. Holy cow! I think John Gruden. These crazy because, per- like Dad mentioned, there are some personalities in that locker room, and I think <laughs> there's no bigger personality than maybe John Gruden himself. And I kind of right. think we're gonna we're gonna come out of this going, holy crap! He might make this somehow work. And like you said, maybe, maybe we're leaving the hard knocks and this season going, maybe he was right in the Khalil Mack trade. Cause I wouldn't have said that. I, I don't think he is, but maybe they can change my mind. We'll see. I don't know. I, I still think buy the
0: Khalil Mack trade a little bit, but that's a, that's a whole different conversation we've had. multiple I,
1: times. I, by the way, for anyone out there that didn't get to see Rex Ryan's now famous, let's go get a GD snack. We'll post that in the show notes for sure. It's it's. I think it's got to be the pinnacle of the hard knock moment. It just was awesome. Um, it was a storyline, a storyline. I'm really excited to see out of uh, Hard Knocks. It's going to be interesting. Is there uh, the the running back that the Raiders drafted late in the first round? Josh Jacobs out of Alabama. He just has a really fascinating story. He was like homeless back in middle school and lived like from wow. hotel to hotel with his dad and four siblings. And he was actually a zero star recruit in his senior year of Tulsa because he didn't wow. have a Twitter. And so he never posted like everyone, all the recruits post like their huddle and highlights and stuff. So no one knew who he was. And like, he, he created Twitter and put his huddle highlight out. And a week later, Alabama offered him a scholarship and he went from a zero star recruit to a four star recruit within a week, because if Alabama what? offers you, you must be good. So yeah, wow, I'm sure hard Knox will touch on that story and they'll hard Knox just does it. So I'll it's probably my favorite show when it comes to like sports shows like that they just do so well with it to me i'm
0: pretty into that all or nothing by the way just as like a yeah, complete competitor Amazon, that's a good or show are pretty yeah. good but, um, but yeah hard knocks is the bomb i'm i'm excited
1: speaking of of this isn't hard knocks but it's kind of we talked about coaches and, and john gruden did y'all hear the story coming out of arizona about cliff kingsbury about yes, him what? spying on his players oh let me let me tell Whoa. you about this so some people rolled their eyes when the Cardinals coach said in the spring that he plans on giving his players cell phone breaks so they can check in with family or check social media or whatever during films and practices. But recently it's came about that on a podcast a few years ago, Kingsbury said that when he was at Texas tech, he would have him and his coaches set up a bunch of fake social media accounts using what he called quote cute girls as avatars So he could spy on players. (laughs) He said, Quote, hmm. we have fake accounts with cute girls that they add right now so we can see what's going on later. We can see who's tweeting what and what they're doing. And those are very heavily monitored. And then he talked about how even though some of the players know we do it, they just can't help but like or or accept <laughs> friend requests from cute girls. And he was asked whether he'll do that in Arizona. And he said, yep. So Arizona players, watch <laughs> out. Any any cute girls you find on Tinder or Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. you about to get catfish viewers. from the king. <laughs> i just we talked about like the the craziness of the coaches like in the raiders locker or the Ra- like mike mayock or whoever talked about back in the draft day with the cowboys where they would kick people out of the room or where they would give them fake stories to see who the snake is and now we got coaches spying on their players on social media it just <laughs> it'll never get old that the extent that coaches do to to try to get the best out of their players it Just cracks me up. That's You know,
2: that
0: that just reminds me, speaking of Father's Day, I saw recently that Tom Landry, when he would interview or have his people interview players uh, for the draft, he would he would literally uh, tally how many times they mentioned their dad because he felt that a player that had a bad relationship with their dad couldn't make a good career in the NFL, which is just uh, just an interesting Tom Landryism, I guess, is that he would just he would count anytime you mentioned Hmm. old pops. So, huh, we could wow. have made it in the NBA or in the NFL if Tom Landry was interviewing us for the Golly, draft.
1: Yeah, if, if Tom Landry would have just interviewed us one time, we'd have been there. As long as
0: if physical, we, physical if talent. If we could have made it through matter. college football and not died, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: physical talent held us back. Crisper, uh, where were you? So, So, we're getting in. I wanted to, this is just something I thought about and. Uh, I want to throw it at you. I haven't really. I, I know you guys haven't had time to think about it. I didn't want you to. I wanted to just do it off the top of our domes. Uh, now with the finals over, it's kind of a dead, a, a little bit of a, a slow moment in sports. There's not much going on for the next little bit, but there is. It's kind of there's the NBA draft, so we got a, a little. I want to do a little mock draft with you guys, but it's with because it, now with sports being over, it's it's kind of shows. So I catch people can catch up on your streaming if you're a big sports watcher. So let's do a little mock draft. We'll go snake draft in order of the best shows of all time on TV. Y'all want to do it real quick? We'll just Ooh, do like four teams. Okay. Best shows of
2: all time. Uh, okay. Let's see. Okay.
1: Uh, I guess let's start, since Father's Day just happened, I guess we'll, we'll start with Pops and just go Pops. And LJ, I won the me, finals. We'll do, I should go last. Yeah. Oh. Right? <laughs> yeah. we we'll forget LJ. We'll go Pops, LJ, me, in snake draft order. So we'll go that way and then come back and we'll do four rounds. So Pops, you get number one pick, best show all time
2: best show of all time. This is tough because to me there's two contenders. Okay. I'm going to go with Breaking Bad. All good right. Choice. That's that's what That's I'm a going good with. number 1. That's a solid number 1. That's what I'm going with.
1: I can't really argue with there.
0: LJ, what are you going with? Um I think I uh boy, we were just talking actually Hannah and I were just talking about the shows with the best names in television history and it's hard to fight against like uh Weebay and Stringer Bell and McNulty. So I think I'm going wire number two as the best named show in TV and also maybe one of the best shows in TV. So ah, that's that's my number two pick.
1: The wire that that's I that was gonna be my first round pick. So that's that I, I like that. There <laughs> there just isn't much better than than Marlowe and Weebay and, and D'Angelo uh, and Stringer Bell. Snoop. Snoop with the nail gun. Uh <laughs> oh, Snoop, Snoop was scene. crazy. Um, I'll go. So I'm kind of thinking shows that you can kind of we're, we're just shows you can throw on at any time. Don't doesn't matter if you're in it first season, second season, or one episode. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with. I'm just gonna throw The Office out there for my first pick. Good choice. Cause I feel good like choice. I can throw on any episode of any season and, and be good to go. And I got back to back picks. So and I know. Ah uh, shit. And I know the last season might not have been great, and a lot of people were upset, but I'm still throwing Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is still going to oh, be... Yeah. That, that's okay. my second. You're,
2: uh, Absolutely. Got to put it in there. Nah. Yeah. Wrong. I'm with you. Wrong. Wrong pick. L. All right, well, wrong. it's your pick it's now,
1: so what would have been the right pick?
0: All right, so I'm thinking, God, I've got a lot of options here, and they're all sitcoms is where I'm going now because I've got that drama locked up. So I'm going sitcom, <laughs> and I'll tell you who I'm picking between. No, I won't tell you who I'm picking between. But I'm going to take, and this is a little off the wall, I'm going to take Curb Your Enthusiasm as my Curb. number two pick. Curb's pretty good. I'm going all HBO, I guess, is what I'm doing. Yeah.
1: You're just the HBO sponsor <laughs> <foster> team.
2: <laughs> wow. All okay. right, Dad, what do you got? What do you got? Well, so shows. I, You know what I'm going to go with? This is what I thought about when y'all said a, a kind of a comedy. Cheers. Cheers was fan-freaking-tastic. I've watched you know it in- I've watched it in uh what do you call it when you watch it after the fact, uh uh when they put it in syndication. I've watched it in oh, syndication. syndication so many times. So I'm gonna go with Cheers as my as my next You know what? Episode.
0: I've seen one episode of Cheers and I loved it, but I've seen like Frasier like seventeen times front to back. So I don't know like what's wrong with me, I think is what I'm getting at because I feel like Cheers was uh, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah so, so good. So well good choice, and, I think,
1: but I can't tell you for sure. You get back to back picks, Dad. so now you get to go again. I know
2: this is between two, so am I going to stay no, you probably comedy. shouldn't tell us
1: the two because then we might- No, I'm not going to tell
2: you both of them. I'm not. I'm just telling you there's two in my mind. Yeah, um, uh, you're right, fine. I'm gonna, I got my next I'm gonna go picked, with, so. I'm going to go with my other one is Seinfeld. Seinfeld was fan oh, that's, freaking fantastic. I was right
0: there. That's why it was like Larry David or Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David. That's where so I, I was. So. I'm well, Seinfeld.
1: Dad, you talked about watching them in syndication. I can remember- uh, every day, coming after getting home after school, Seinfeld's on TBS right at that time, and I. Yep. It doesn't matter when you jump in. What I don't know what yep. see. I don't even know what the seasons really. I just would throw Seinfeld on in any episode. Yep. Just had having a French
0: bread pizza and watching.
1: Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I see Kramer bust into the door, it just it, it's a, it's a good moment for me. Uh, All right, El, what do you got? Uh, I'm taking a little bit of an underdog
0: here. And I'm taking the first three seasons of Arrested Development, but I'll be happy to take the rest of Arrested Development with it. First three seasons uh, are no underdog, but the rest of the series has brought them down lately. So they're an aging star is, I guess, where I'm taking that. But I'm taking them.
1: I, I do love me some Arrested Development. I, any 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 chance I can get the blues. In. There there was that mm-hmm. little moment, though, that I I, I kind of got lost. But then if you can kind of push through it, the newer seasons were good, too. But the first three right, is but, classic television. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I got back-to-back picks again. I'm going to go with, for for my third, I'm going to go with Mad Men. Because I think Mad Men is Ooh, okay. awesome. Okay. T- oh, that's a good <laughs> one. Right. Okay. Uh,
0: I can't believe they lasted until the, round four. Or yeah. round, that was into round three. Okay.
1: My last pick, and I, this is tough. I can't decide if I want to go comedy or if I want to go. With- I know. That's where I'm at, too. I'm going to go with, and I haven't seen enough of it, so it might not be the best pick, but that's it's kind of what I'm going to catch up on now that I'm I'm throwing out sports for a little while, The Sopranos. And I'm probably a lot of people are upset that they Whoa, lasted this long. Good choice. I'm going to go Sopranos because yeah. that's that's what they I'm about are. to finish up now. So
2: Okay, good choice. I'm L, watching that L. right now. All right, what's uh, your last
1: pick, El? Uh,
0: to round out the mostly HBO team, I'm going to take True Detective. As, oh, uh, I forgot
1: yep. about True Detective. Yep,
0: two amazing seasons and one season I haven't watched. At all, so
1: yeah. Season one <laughs> and season three are as good a good a television I've seen. I mean, they're yeah. just so good.
0: They're amazing ten hour movies, is what they are. Yeah. But yeah,
1: all right, Dad. Last y'all left, pick.
0: Y'all left me a hell of a pick. Okay, this is my Who pick. Who leave? Ozark. I think Ozark was oh, best. Well, ever, ever. Nah, I'm taking I'm taking True Detective over Ozark. I'm
1: happy with that I'm choice. I'm
2: taking I'm taking Ozark over True Detective. Day in, day okay, out. All right. I can't I can't wait for season three. I just can't wait. It's soon. I think it I comes out either. like in next month. Yeah.
1: Or something. Can I give an honorable mention? Can we let's throw out some honorable mentions. Yeah, Pops, what do you got? Teams well, that got left honorable off the draft.
2: Is one that Hannah and LJ turned me on to is Mindhunter. And Mindhunter comes out in Ooh, August. I'm good. really excited about the, yeah. the next season of Mindhunter. That, see, I didn't think I mean, about yeah, didn't that, but
1: with them with it only having one season. I don't think you can get on my list yet. But I agree. That first season is fantastic if you hadn't it seen pretty, it, it yeah good i started it and finished it like really fast i couldn't quit yeah it. it
0: was like a day for us yeah we're the same boat
1: uh i got an honorable out. mention yeah let me hear let me hear your honorable mention and you can throw so a i out. don't think i'm
0: not gonna pick them because i feel like uh i'm i'm worried about their longevity because they rely on the the star of young people which you know is is a tough tough place to rest your laurels but stranger things stranger, oh man i thought that's where so you to might picking be going
1: i've kind so of forgot to about to that them. there's a new season of stranger things coming out too that could be up yeah, here. Uh, yeah. a couple honorable mentions i don't know one of these i'm sure a lot of people will love uh friends friends is a, a you can always throw some yeah. friends on it yeah okay a show. yeah yeah uh and then i know lj will be with me on this one i gotta get jd oh. and turk in their scrubs baby yeah scrubs scrubs. Is, a, is a great just like
0: great seven seasons
1: call? though Yeah. you gotta cut it, it off about seven eighths of the way through it definitely, the final couple seasons kind of fade, so. You know yeah, I what think, I
2: can't believe y'all didn't say? It's not was my favorite. Always Sunny. I figured y'all would, oh, one of you oh, would come up with oh, Always Sunny. Shit. Whoa. What the hell? <laughs> that blows my well, mind. Oh. oh re- I I don't know if I would have drop one of mine. Ooh, but yeah. Yeah, I don't
0: know who I dropped, but I like feel like I need to. Oh, God. I just oh, knew was, y'all oh. would say that. Yeah, I was sitting here happy about knowing I that I hadn't even thought of them, you know, like now I'm disappointed with like ignorance is bliss. I, I think is, is the saying. Wow. I can't oh, believe man. we forgot.
1: Yeah. Look at dad coming through with the big one.
0: <laughs> wow. You know, another one I'm going to throw out there is uh, the, the number one best names in television shows of all time is parks and recreation that has got the best naming of any characters of all time. So parks and rec would have been my number. I've never, I've I only watched six one episode after of Parks Sunny, and rec. but Rec. See, you got to you got to burn through the you got to burn through the first season because the first season is not the same show as the rest of the show. But uh, the the second through whatever eighth season are all amazing. So
2: so I got one more strange one to kind of tell you guys, and 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 I've never watched it. Have either one of you watched Justified? Ever watched Justified? Uh-uh. No. I've Do you know what I'm talking good. about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I've, yeah, I've heard it's good. And I mean, honestly, and it, this happened like a week ago. I've had five. Unconnected people, completely unconnected to one another, come up and say that I am like Wallace Gar- Gardner or Gar- what you know what I'm talking about. No, uh, of course I don't know. We oh, he's, seen it. <laughs> well, he was also in, in uh, Laura Croft Tomb Raider, which we just Angelina I, Jolie. No, it's not Angelina Jolie. <laughs> Good lord,
1: <laughs> I don't even see. I don't even see this part. I put in justified like, in that name and nothing even popped Wallace, up.
2: Wallace Gardner or Walton Gardner or something like that. I mean, it's I weird. Samuel L. Jackson. No, it's not Samuel L. Jackson. Wal- oh, Brad Walton Pitt. Pitt. Okay, Gox, Brad Pitt. Okay, it was Brad Pitt. Walton Goggins. Walton Goggins. Yes. I've had like five different people completely unconnected. And it was something about the way he talked. Apparently, I don't think. I look like him, but I've had five people seriously come up and tell me, you're Walton Goddard or Goggins. and I will get his name right understand. if you're going to keep throwing it at, yeah. yeah. So Yeah, if you're going to live as this man. So I think I'm going to watch uh, uh, Justified. That's going to be a show that I'm going to probably, probably.
0: A couple watch. other shows that I haven't watched but I know are good is uh, Deadwood and Sons of Anarchy. I, I want to oh, watch those. Too. Sons of Sons Anarchy. Sons
1: of Anarchy is really good. And I just started, I'm, I am finished season one of Billions. Billions is awesome, especially if you're. And shit I don't all even socks know and stuff. It's it's a showtime show. It's super cool. Super. But so there's plenty of options. We've thrown out all kinds of options for for TV shows and different stuff to watch while you're while you're in the sports kind of dead zone. Uh yeah. Let's let's go. We we kind of were trying to I don't know if we nailed down a GOAT TV show, but can I can I take I, a piss real quick? Just real yeah, quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> do, we, do we leave that in? Do we leave that part in? Yeah, I'll leave it in. No, hey. <laughs> Go record it. Go record it.
2: No. <laughs> What's up, Fools? LJ, you feel better?
0: I feel fantastic. Thank you for asking.
2: Good. I am so glad. So load off your
0: kidneys.
1: All right. So I don't know. We, we, we just rattle off a bunch of really good shows, and I don't know which show is the greatest of all time, but apparently... Mm-hmm. I, I, you guys have—I don't know exactly how to say this guy's name, but the, when it comes to goats, yeah, Gaius Appellius Diocles. <laughs> oh, Dad, you just want to make, make, fix that for me? Okay, I,
2: I believe the way you say it is Gaius Appellus so. Diocles. I, I mean, I had it better. Wait, let me—Gaius Appellus Diocles. Is that close, so Hill? I think I would say Appellius. A but
0: yeah, everything else is perfect as far as I would guess it. So
2: well, so tell him who it tell tell him who it is. But, well, Kimbo. so 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 <clears throat> Gaius may be the
1: goat, right? And actually, I if you haven't heard of Gaius, uh, you're not alone. I didn't know who I didn't. I thought LJ, <laughs> I thought LJ like had a typo and like like drunk texted us when he was like, also you need to look up and like put in a bunch of different random letters. Uh, <laughs> he's apparently, he was a Roman charioteer who became the most celebrated athlete, maybe in all of ancient history lj i don't know of all time i don't know all the details i just kind of started going through his wikipedia page lj tell us some more uh
0: let me let me actually uh uh who who do you think is the most well-paid athlete of all time and i understand now the context of asking this question uh totally excuse that but uh who would you have guessed normally
1: uh probably like floyd mayweather or Messi. good answer or Ronaldo, Michael, yeah, Michael
0: Jordan. Or... Michael Jordan is the second best paid athlete of all time, and Tiger someone Woods. who has earned Tiger Woods is is in the like top six. Messi's in the top six. Uh, I, I think Mayweather's up there too. Um, but but so Michael Jordan's number two. Number one is fifteen times more well paid than Michael Jordan, according to some estimates. Fifteen is this our boy times. Gaius? Yeah, this is our boy Gaius, and so uh, what he what has earned in his. Uh, so they're they're called uh, sesterces, um, which right. is uh, a, a Greek uh, or, or I'm sorry, a Roman a Roman currency that was essentially well. I, I think the hard thing is figuring out what that was equivalent to. But if you imagine one of the things we know is that he was able to pay for uh, uh, for one an entire year supply of grain to the entire city of Rome, which If you think about what that is, the entire city of Rome was the same population wise as the city of Austin. And uh, there are two things that Romans were known to love, and that was chariot racing and bread. So the amount of grain that the city of Rome probably went through was probably phenomenal. And then uh, that reminds me
1: of the whole Mansa Musa story told us a while back. Right, right. It's very similar to Mansa Musa. (laughs) History is full of wealthy people. Um, Sorry for interrupting. uh,
0: No, 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 not at all. The, the, the one thing that sticks me. So he, uh, allegedly would be worth over 15 billion in today's money. Um, oh. but the way that we get that here, here's the interesting thing to me. Here's what I've been thinking about a lot is like, so 15 billion, we're talking about like Tiger Woods. It was a big deal breaking a billion because he was like maybe the second or third athlete to have ever done that in history besides the Roman chariot racers. Um, but, but getting to 15 billion or the equivalent of is insane. But so how do we figure that out? Well, we know that he could pay the Roman army for a fifth of a year. And so somebody did the math. And because like, how would you figure out what, what a a Sesterces is or a Sesterce compared to a dollar? Like, what would you do to figure that out? Like, what would you think about Uh, Google? I would Google it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Go into, into logically. English. To translate. <laughs> so, so one of the factors that we have in in modern economics is the Big Mac factor or the Big Mac index, and so the idea is like if I spend, say, uh, you know, two dollars and twenty five cents for a Big Mac in uh, Chicago, and I spend, you know, six euro for a Big Mac in Switzerland, then our currency. That that would be exactly what our currencies are valued at compared to each other. Does that make sense? That's the Big okay. Mac index. So how much do they pay and for Big Macs so, back in Rome? That's <laughs> the that's a hard question to answer. Because McDonald's, right. <laughs> they didn't have quite the stronghold that they have nowadays. Well, you see, Dad, <laughs> um,
1: they call it a Royale <laughs> with cheese. They call it a Royale with cheese. Right.
0: This is this is in Italy. This is in Rome. So
2: <laughs> um
0: So that's the thing is like, can you, so, so when you think about the Big Mac index, you think about like, okay, so maybe we compare the price of bread, except for the fact that like we have science the hell out of wheat and growing wheat and also have factories to actually make our bread for us. So that doesn't make a lot of sense. And uh, so one of the things that they thought about is the fact that the Roman empire at that time uh, ran from Spain to Turkey and then all the way as far as North as like Germany. And so they basically ran all of Europe. So their army had to be huge. And the U.S.'s army is the biggest in the world currently. And so maybe those two things are comparable. And if you compare one fifth of the year for the U.S. military, that's the equivalent to about $15 billion. And so if he could if he could hold that money down, then that's how much he was worth. It's it's a tough thing to consider, though, because like, I don't know, like it depends on what math. Like uh, at some point you can say that his value is like four million dollars if you look at the price of. Uh, bread so, compared to Romans versus bread compared to today, and it's yeah.
1: So this dude was like, this dude was like the iron bank. I mean, he's like Cersei buying the Golden yeah. Company. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he right. could buy a freaking army. Well, and, yeah. and one thing that they, they say he got more bank for his buck and his army than Cersei got with the Golden <laughs> Company because they <laughs> well, last all lot. But uh. it would be hard not to.
0: I think I could get more bank bank <laughs> from a buck if I hired a couple of guys from I don't know the Chicago Bears to stand up to a dragon. I'd have a little bit more luck, but. <laughs> Um, he, he could make, uh, he had five times the amount of wealth as, uh, what was required to be a Roman Senator. And I believe a Roman Senator essentially had to have what essentially was the wealth of like a Bill Gates or an Elon Musk, because you were like one of the 28 people that ruled the world at that point. And so, you know, if you think, well, what's five times what Elon Musk is worth, well, then you're talking about, cause he's worth $15 billion. So then you're talking about just astronomic amounts of money just from, uh, his winnings and and that's the other thing is that's just from his winnings as a chariot racer. It has nothing to do with his endorsement deals, which they did have in ancient Rome. We know that they have endorsements of, uh, you know, uh, gladiators and chariot racers having billboards up of them endorsing. I mean, I don't know if it's sandals, but they endorse different products um, in billboard form. So really? yeah. Wow. So he probably made a lot more money than that. That's just his, his earnings from being a champion and also from racing for 24 years in a world where, Chariot racers generally lasted like six or seven because it was a really common way to die. If you were a cherry racer, was to die in a race. So
1: she so he I mean, he's like the, the 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 Wayne Gretzky of of chariot racing or the Michael Jordan. <laughs> well, it's interesting you say that because that's another thing is like I'm trying to think of the greatest of
0: all time athletes. And then as I'm like reading about this guy, Dr. Payne of uh, of Just Press Play fame.
1: Shout out. To, shout out to Dr. Payne. <laughs> Oh, is that his (laughs) claim to fame that he is really good at Starcraft,
0: but like, I think I could beat him. So like (laughs) challenge thrown out there, but, uh, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, but no, Dr. Payne just happened to message me on Facebook and tell me there's a really interesting fact about Wayne Gretzky. And so he is the fastest person ever to get a thousand points in his career. That, that shouldn't surprise anybody. He's he's the greatest hockey player to ever played. And then number two in yep. that list is Mario Lemieux. But, you know, actually, number two in that list is Wayne Gretzky getting from 1,001 to 2,000. He got to 2,000 from 1,001 faster than anybody else has ever gotten to 1,000. So he is the number <laughs> one and number two on the list of fastest players to get to 1,000 points in their career. Well,
1: didn't, I, I'd have to look it up now, but I believe if you look up, like, most points by any uh, hockey player, he's like, you can combine two, three, and four or something, and he's still beating them or something. He also
0: has uh, the the top nine of 11 best seasons of a player ever. Um, and uh, he, I think we mentioned this when we did the Go to Goats podcast a long time ago, but uh, him and his brother are the highest scoring siblings in NHL history, and his brother scored one goal. <laughs> <Yeah>. So... <laughs> <laughs>
1: That wow. I think is my favorite stat. If I'm this brother, I'm throwing that
2: stat out <laughs> yeah. all the time. Yeah, me and Wayne are the highest scoring siblings <laughs> in the Every NH- time I'm HL. getting a
1: drink at the bar, I'm gonna be like, well, you know, me and my brother are actually the highest scoring siblings ever in the NHL, just throwing that out there.
2: Yeah, and how many you have uh wet Wilbur? <laughs> you about to how many have Wilbur Wilbur Greske <laughs> <laughs>
1: So so Gaius is is the shit when it comes to racing, especially well, chariot racing. You know right?
0: what? Another thing. So one of the reasons that we know about how much he was worth is because somebody commissioned a statue to show how great he is. And it might have been him because he had the money. But uh, that's <laughs> yeah, one of the reasons that we have any idea of how much money he won because someone made a statue of him. If you look him up on Wikipedia, you can see the statue. And then the plaque on it describes how much money he's won from every race in his career. So it would probably be somebody that was relatively close to him. Um, but we do know that there's someone who won more races than him. We like, we know the exact amount of dollars that, uh, that old guy has got, but we, uh, don't know of any other chariot racers and how much they got. There are people that have won more than him, which is to me, incredible.
1: Holy crap. I'm just reading his Wikipedia and it's, uh, it looks like he also gives back to his, to his hometown. He, he, he became known as the Lamechus which then brought fame to his uh, rena- and fame and renown to his na- native ancient city of Lamecum. And that's where they built that statue from. I mean, he sounds like, you know, he might have been a good dude too. And he also won 1,462 races. He also, he
0: put Spain and Portugal on the Holy map. Holy cow. Um, he was a foreigner who won a race outside of Spain. And all of a sudden he got pulled up to the big leagues. Um, and another interesting thing about him is there are four factions in uh in in Roman racing back in the day, and they were all colors. So it was the reds, the whites, the blues, and the greens. And uh, he he started driving for the whites when he was eighteen years old. Went for six years, then switched to the greens, who were like a more prestigious group. And then he did that for three years, and then uh, he switched to the reds, who were like the shit group of yeah, everybody. Like shit it and shit uh, not drove a good for them way. for fifteen he years. Him, so right. he was, yeah,
2: the, the red team was the yeah right right. He would uh
0: he would. He would, in fact, make a point to be losing the race for, I think it was a seven-lap race around what is essentially, I think, 15 football fields or something like that, that they would race around, and uh, and he would lose for the first seven laps, and then in the last second of the last lap, he would catch up and win because he knew it brought more drama, which brought more notoriety to him. He was the money chaser of ancient Rome. He was what a lot of people would call the KD of ancient Rome, <laughs> so...
2: Um, that is interesting. I, I saw that too, LJ. Yeah, like He baller. would hold back so he could win right at the you know finish line yeah. to to bring the intrigue right. and the excitement into it, which made him hugely rich. So, I mean, he's a pretty smart guy.
0: I don't know of any athlete that would intentionally lose for the first half of a game just to come back and try to win. I mean, one could argue that John Elway did that for his, a lot of his <laughs> career, but I think, truthfully, the Broncos were just that bad. Yeah, I don't think players. that was on purpose.
2: <laughs> well... I, either
1: way, <laughs> this Gaius dude is freaking interesting, but go look him up. It just the more I read his Wikipedia, the more I've realized I can't say half of these words on here, but also he's just super interesting. <laughs> and I don't know if I was going to, going to tell you about some of our friends. I don't know if they could get you a a, a ticket to the Roman chariot, chariot racing, but our friends, <laughs> they are might what good can are probably they, get then? you anywhere else. <laughs> Right now, our friends from SeatGeek are actually hooking up the listeners of the JPP pod. And if you go over to SeatGeek and put in the promo code ACAA for Armchair All Americans, they' are, we are also come uh, put our pod out on their network. And right now, if you put in ACAA into SeatGeek, you can get a twenty dollars off your first purchase. And SeatGeek works out so awesome; like you don't have to worry about getting bad tickets or something being in front of you or bad visual where you're sitting. They have what what they have the red thing, a red dot if it's a bad ticket, whether your seat like the price is too much for the seat you're actually getting. They have a yellow uh dot if the ticket's it's okay, but it's not a not a steal. And then they have the green dots for the ones that are getting the the best bang for your buck. So, SeatGeek really helps you out cuz like with all the different online ticket services, it's hard to make sure you're getting the right seat. But SeatGeek takes that hassle out from you and like I said, Listeners of the JPP pod can get $20 off their first ticket, whether it's at, I don't know if you'll be able to get to chariot racing, but whether wherever you're trying to go to $20 <laughs> off your first ticket, life is an event and seat geek has the tickets. Speaking of racing dad, you mentioned uh, before we got onto, before we got onto the recording, you mentioned our boy. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if I, I've only seen the the Twitter highlights of them and they're insane, but our boy white lightning, I don't remember his White, White Lightning. Lightning. What's his actual his, name? He's a track star. His name
2: right? is his name is yes yeah, Matthew Bowling. Well, I can tell you that White Lightning is a senior at Strake Jes- Jesuit High, uh, down near Katy, Texas. Uh, okay, right? so Sam McGuffy Town, Sam McGuffy Town, Sam McGuffy Town. I can tell you this: he is a he is a, has a fraternal twin who was the valedictorian of the class. By the way, Boy, oh God. I can tell Good you family. that <laughs> Mr. Bowling has a 4.2 GPA. What's his so name? What's Matthew his name? Matthew Bowling. Oh, okay. B O L I N G. Um uh, let's see. He's run the 100 meters in 10.13. I think that like Usain Bolt was 9.86 or something. I mean, which there's a huge difference between 10.1 and 9. I was about to say I I, mean, I actually
0: So here's the one thing I know about him is uh he ran a 9.98 wind assist, right? Which is yes. like Absolutely incredible. I can't like I can't even wrap my mind around how fast that is. And then the next thing that the video I was watching said was he was only four tenths of a second off of Usain Bolt's record, which four tenths of a second in the hundred meter dash is like essentially an eternity. Like that is unbelievable the amount of time that is in a four tenths of a second a <laughs> hundred meters. So no, no, I-, I just could not help but like lose respect for this guy trying to compare him to Usain Bolt. Um for just getting a sub 10, like the last time that he would have broken a record, uh, your, your amazing wife wasn't even born yet. The last time that was a world record. So (sighs) comparing him to Usain Bolt is absurd, but anyway, well,
1: what is, what's interesting. I I can't tell you the last time I knew the name of any senior high school, senior (laughs) sure athletic or track star. And I would probably say the reason Matthew Bowling is becoming a name is because he's, he's white and the, it, it, the, the Twitter video, he kind of went crazy on Twitter because it was just this white guy who was just blowing the doors off of everyone he raced. And it is... We'll post some in the show notes. It, it's fascinating to see him run because he's just so dang fast. He is so faster, much faster than everybody else
0: on the track. Than no everyone doubt.
1: around. But... Does that so that gave him the nickname White Lightning or whatever? At least for some people on on different internet sources. But uh, uh, Dad, were you saying before we start recording, he's not a big fan of he the is, White Lightning? He is
2: not a fan. it. And this kid just he's just like, hey, I'm fast. This is what do you call it? A meritocracy? He said, you know, if I run fast, I just want to lay down a good time. White, black, Puerto yeah. Rican, it doesn't matter. Just let I mean, me run. Is a he matter of fact, fined by his whiteness. Yeah. By the way, uh, Ted Ginn Jr., you know who is uh, plays for the uh, the New Orleans Saints.
0: Apparently, yeah,
2: right, former uh, OSU guy. apparently tweeted something out that he would race anybody for $10,000. And this kid Instagrammed me back said, bet. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we'll see if that ever takes place. Put
0: your, put your money where your mouth is, Ted. Well, but uh, I don't, I mean, I know Katie is a wealthy area, but $10,000 is a lot to put on a race against a former NFL athlete. So, I, <laughs>
2: I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, the guy's got some confidence. I think he is often described as confident. Um, I don't I've know. Heard, a lot of times I'd be cocky, a little cocky. I, I'm you, I, was, again, maybe, I would be too. <laughs> I, I would be too. You'd be, I'd be hard to deal with. If I was a senior in high school and could outrun everybody, I'd be hard to deal with. Uh, um, and then but
0: I'll just say, I mean, I saw Usain Bolt was the fastest person in all of Jamaica when he was 15 years old. So like, I'm not too worried about this guy being as big of a deal as he sounds like he should be. I'm yeah. just throwing that out there that he's got a long way to go.
2: I think it's fair to say that he is getting some notoriety because of the color of his skin, because he stands out yeah. in the world of sprinters because of the color of his but, skin. Right, wrong, indifferent.
0: Well, but also, damn, he's fun to watch. Like, it is but, fun to watch somebody just dominate the field. It's the same with Sam McGuffey back in the day. No doubt. is watching him hurdle people. Oh, my God, it's just too much
2: fun to watch. And, and, and what good. happened to Sam McGuffey? I don't know. You know, he didn't. Nothing. It, yeah. Not much. So so the, the jury's still out on this kid, but he is interesting to, to watch. He's got a full-ride scholarship to University of Georgia. Uh, which apparently Good's has good. a really good track team, yeah. Um, yeah. and he's he's laid down a pretty no good,
0: Fayetteville, am I right?
2: Well, I think yeah. But Fay- <laughs> Fayetteville is more of a long distance. I think track team. That's where, true. Yeah, yeah. Where, where George is more point. sprints. Uh, he's really good in the long jump. He's 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 done a twenty six three and a half long jump, which I think is may or may not be a record in high school. But you know the the best jump was twenty nine feet. And again, those three feet, kind of like we've mentioned or alluded to in in sprinting those few tenths of a second, those few feet hit a long jump are huge, yeah. huge differences, right. but certainly he's on track to be somebody that's worth watching. He's definitely sure. somebody to keep your yeah. eye on. I,
1: I, I'm interested to see how this goes too. I mean, just, it, it, there's no doubt, whether right, wrong, and different, like you said, there's no doubt that just seeing something, when you see something that's just different than the norm, we just haven't seen a white guy be a great sprinter at for whatever reason. It just doesn't seem to happen. All the best sprinters in US history are from that I know of are are black athletes. And so I think it, yeah. it's it's going to Michael it's going Johnson, to catch uh, some people by Gay, storm. And I'm interested to see uh, how it goes boat, further. Yeah. You kinda Carl also Lewis, knows, yeah. But at some point, who gives a damn what color it is? It's just fun to watch him just blow these dudes away. Yeah. I mean, he's just so, sprinting yeah. is kind of the the glory the glamour sport of track and field don't, wouldn't you guys say like oh yeah when the olympics come on oh, we, we course, don't yeah. we don't turn to watch although i'll watch some of them you don't turn to watch the the long distance or the hurdles or you watch the main thing you're making sure to watch
0: stupid damn sport where they run through the puddle of water and like act like that's a big deal have you seen that <laughs> i don't even know what you're talking about <laughs>
2: I've seen uh, i'll have to like look up that. some videos yeah
0: there's like a there's like a sport where you do like a couple of herders and then run through like I don't know a hundred meters of water on the track as if that's uh, it's the stupidest sport. But
1: yeah, I don't know. It, it's fun. We'll put some show notes up. But Matthew Bowling is it, it's definitely interesting to see what ends up happening with him. I think he could be in. I think he'll be in the June not Junior Olympics maybe, but the
2: no, they're talking under, about the twenty is it the twenty two under twenty two real deal Olympics. Could he be yeah. in the
1: the real deal Olympics?
0: Come yeah out? yeah. He's. Re- I mean, with the sub ten time, he he qualifies. I think his, time, like he, his he,
2: times he, would qualify him for the Olympics uh, potentially. I don't
0: think he would be like a, a favorite, but I think he would definitely be somebody that would be yeah well, allowed to. And allowed remember, the, this kid's eighteen,
2: so that is not yeah. your prime. Your prime sprinting, I would think, would probably be twenty four ish, twenty five. You that's know, that's an
0: interesting. I'm gonna put together a spreadsheet. I, I would love to know when most records are set At or what something age? like that, yeah. because that would be that would be a really. Because like I, I feel like we know about most sports, but I don't know anything about what, what is a good age to be a sprinter.
2: I feel like you're probably right. It's something mid-20s,
0: late-20s, but but not much older, not much younger.
2: Well, and I think we, we need to try to find this and put it on the website. But one of the most fascinating things is he ran this 4 by 100 uh, relay, and he was the anchor leg. And, and actually, he hadn't run that before. They needed a guy because the other guy got hurt or something happened. And he was— and he just jumps in. I bet. Well, he jumps in, and he probably starts the, the anchor leg— I mean, I'm trying to be realistic. 20 yards maybe behind the guy, maybe 25. But I mean, this guy's sprinting in front of him. And I mean, in, the, in, the, in a lap, so it may not be four by 100. It may be four by 200 because it's a full lap around the, you know, a quarter it mile. It was the mile like relay, a, probably, right? I guess it's the mile relay because it looks like a quarter mile that he's running. But he catches him and soundly, soundly beats the guy. It's, it's an amazing thing to see him come from that far behind and, well, and wind up winning.
1: And I'm just scrolling through now uh, an article from the Houston Chronicle and they, they kind of talk about that but they talk about just how everything he's really done this this year he's been really really good at it and the Georgia coach said that they're still considering all events for bowling to compete in at the collegiate level but as they put in this article, his future is ultimately going to be whatever he wants it to be and that includes as we mentioned Olympics and pro career. He's actually already raced in the international or he's already has international experience. 'Cause he raced in the US mile relay last summer for the under twenty world championship. So
0: the dude i curious to what is the career for a for a like a, a track and field sprinter outside of the Olympics? Like are there I mean, I know that there's like pro ams and I know that there's like invitationals, but is it endorsements that you're making your money on? You know Because like also to compete in the you Olympics. You get appearance right? you can't-
2: fees. You get appearance fees for some track and field meets. You know, I know Usain Bolt and Carl Lewis, two of the most famous that I'm aware of, you know, would get appearance fees mm-hmm. for showing up and running.
0: Um, well, and and we all know that uh, Usain Bolt's endorsement deals endorsements are
2: or, money. Are they, or where they make their money. I think that's exactly yeah. where they make all their money.
1: It's it's okay, super, cool. it's fun it's fun to watch him. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll be interested to see where his career goes from here. Like, I mean, does he get too does does he get a little too big for his britches and flame out? Does he? Oh, I sure would. <laughs> he, yeah, I, mean, that, I know. We talked about earlier being a little cocky or whatever. I, yeah, if I was <laughs> if I was getting compared to Usain Bolt in in, in my senior year. Yeah, I'd probably be a little big-headed myself. I'd be a little (laughs) – I'd I'd, I'd be feeling some Kevin, that's for sure.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. All
1: right, well, speaking of running, I know I'm not running quite as fast as Matthew Bowen. I don't think any of us are. But (laughs) when any of us are running slash jogging slash walking a lot of times, uh, I'm probably going to put some music on. So that's kind of where I get my what we're listening to. And I don't think we're going to do it this week, L, but I've been doing some homework on the Led Zeppelin stuff.
0: Yeah. I I hope you have. I hope you've listened to Led Zeppelin one. Um, I, I think like we want to hold off a little bit, but I do want to ask as like, maybe some listeners join us on this journey pops. I know you were a bit of a young man at the time, uh, in 19, was 1969. I was, I was (laughs) four
2: years old, by the way. you were a little dude. you were a little
0: dude. Uh, do you have any idea though? Like what we should be going in? Like, I, I think you have an idea of like critical perception of Led Zeppelin, right? Like what, what at this time do you feel like the perception of Led Zeppelin was like, should we be expecting that people thought this was the greatest band of all time or or not? Nah? What my and, and of course, at four
2: years old, I wasn't listening to a right. lot of music. You didn't uh,
0: buy this album, blow off the I dust mean, and put it in your I was watching player, freaking
2: but. Sesame Street and Roper Room. <laughs> OK, at four, right. at four years right. old. The Jetsons, you know. Yeah, whatever. but I could
0: imagine your parents listening to Inagata Devita and throwing on some Led Zeppelin mm, or something. Yeah. I mean, no, they'd listen to Hank Williams, but yeah, my parents I could, uh, didn't listen to that Some psychedelic kind of stuff. rock,
2: I could. Yeah. But but I think <laughs> I think the what happened was what happened was that <laughs> what happened was Led with? Zeppelin put together music, and I don't want to get into it too much, but they sounded different than everybody else. They were they were they fused. Soul and 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 blues and rock and roll. It's kind of like it's like hard blues. It's like hard rock blues, and they did it. It was and I listened to the top forty. I don't again. And then you listen to Led Zeppelin one. It's different. It's just it's very different. It's it's just different, and it caught. We'll go in depth for sure.
0: But yeah, you're exactly right. And a lot of the things I've read about Led Zeppelin is the idea that there were a lot of bands in England trying to play the blues. And which is obviously like an American invention, right? It was a Delta, a a Delta, Mississippi, Delta, Arkansas Mm -hmm. sort of invention, a New Orleans Mm -hmm. invention. And, uh, and, and Led Zeppelin was one of the early bands outside of like the Yardbirds, I think were pretty successful, but one of the early bands to really take the blues and elevate it into a whole new genre, if you will. And, uh, and I think maybe something to think about for next week, as we really dive into Led Zeppelin one is maybe you guys see, I, I, I think that Led Zeppelin might be the first metal band to ever have existed. And uh, let's let's maybe talk about that in a week. But
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, let's don't ruin it. Yeah. But yes, I think exactly. I love the road you're going down. And I am anxious to, to do it. Sports is about to get slow. We're going to have some time to talk about music. And I yeah. love me some music. That's
1: one of, your, that's Between one of the our free the agency talks. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll have, obviously, free agency is the most important thing, LJ. but Right. We'll
0: start with the free agency, but we'll get to Led Zeppelin. bo <laughs> Uh
1: I do want to throw out, uh, I was listening to a, a buddy of mine, Labot, Y'all know Labot. He put me on this. Uh, he knows yeah. that he's a big fan of Tiny Desk as well, and he found a, yes. a newer one. I don't know if it's new to Tiny Desk or if it's just new to us, but uh, I want to throw out, and we'll put it in the show notes, but Leanne Lahavas, Lahavas? I'm not really sure okay. her last name, but I've I'll put it in there, and you guys need to watch it. She's this... She's okay. This uh she sings, plays guitar. I mean, she's just she's also gorgeous. Um, she has this British hurt, accent too. Yeah, <laughs> she's just amazing. And he kind of I I was actually he texted me about it. Was like, oh, you gotta you gotta check this out. You gotta check this out. And I was kind of like, oh, I'm sure you're overhyping it. She's really really good. And I'm about to start checking her out on Spotify too.
0: Really really pretty.
1: <laughs> and yeah, and very pretty. And that British and a accent, foreign accent, you know, man. She yeah. picks up the guitar. <laughs> She's, she's really she's but she is super talented and leanne lahavas Le lahavas Le i'm not exactly sure how to say it but i'll put the tiny desk in show notes. she's really really cool i I, cool. I, have, I just love those tiny desks i can't i can't get enough of millage i'm so oh, glad that you so put much them on fun. those
0: yeah they're cool oh, they're so fun very cool
1: yeah all right that'll probably do it for another episode do you guys have any honorable or do you want to throw what we're listening to or are we still um yeah i'll throw what i'm listening to okay so this
0: is absurd and I don't expect anybody who's listening to this to go listen to that. But uh, uh, there's this album uh, by a composer named Max Richter, who you guys will have heard his work because it was the music that Hannah walked down the aisle to Max Richter's ah. spring one. But uh, he has an album out called sleep and said album is eight hours long. So Holy I don't expect anybody to listen to that entire album, but I've, I've loved it. It's very droney and very cinematic. It's really interesting. But it is he—he uh, he is a very talented composer. So if anybody's into that sort of thing, like definitely go check out Max Richter's "Sleep" and just kind of skip around this eight-hour playlist. Hmm. That's what I'm throwing out.
2: Okay,
1: pops, you, you've been—I know you've been listening he, to some of that uh, Led Zeppelin, but you got anything?
2: Certainly been listening to Led Zeppelin, but I will say, kind of got—I got to talking about this with uh, with my my buddy Doctor Doug, and he kind of got me on the Beatles. We started having a really interesting <laughs> conversation about the Beatles and talking about paradigm shifts in music and and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that. that might be part two of the masterclass. Exactly. Class. <laughs> I was going to suggest that because the Beatles were amazing and I was never that huge of a fan, but the older I get the more I appreciate them. Yeah. And I you know, I I'm just going to throw this out there. Abbey Road, Abbey Road yeah. is is in contention for the best album of all time. Yeah. Yeah, Sergeant and Pepper's is that up there too. Of though. All time. Sergeant, Sergeant Pepper's, Peppers is I think, right there
0: on that list. Rolling
2: Stones typically says it's the best album of all time. You know, it's that or our uh, Pet Sounds by the uh, the Beach, Beach Boys. Boys, yeah, which is a great but, album for sure. Which is a great album, but but personally, uh Abbey Road, that's what Let I'm going with. I mean, the Beatles. Oh. There's so many so great good. albums
0: uh from the Beatles. There's, like I I feel like the top 10 of the world include mostly Beatles albums. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I would agree you know, with that. I so. can't
1: really tell you. I have not listened to much Beatles at all. Uh, that is definitely our next masterclass. All I know then. is all I know is the hits really. I, I know like the, the big, big, big hit. I mean, they're all hits, but like the big ones I know. Sure. But other than that, probably, but, you know, the funny thing to me is
0: like when the Beatles started, they were like the Justin Bieber of the world, right? Like they were like this, like teen girls loved them and adults didn't understand why anybody would care about them. And they have lived on to be the most important musicians to have ever existed outside of like Beethoven, Mozart and, and Handel, you know, like they're like right up there with the greatest composers to ever have existed. And so it's interesting to think that they started out in the exact same boat as this, you know, just teenage dream boats that, that Justin Bieber (laughs) and,
2: and, but that made real music. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, they were, they were the Justin Bieber of the day, but then they wound up making beautiful, beautiful And they always did,
0: right? Like uh, even their early stuff is not, Shit. Right. Like their early stuff is right. good music. Like everything that they've ever created has been inventive and interesting. And so it makes you wonder, like, what in modern day is the Beatles? Is there a such thing as a modern day Beatle? Like, who know, I Who knows? We might be able to answer that question know. in 50 years. But um, yeah, no, they're a special band for sure
1: beetles i gotta get some more Beatles in my life maybe you that do. Yeah, yeah, you're all right that might be after the we do the led set we might have to do some Beatles stuff we will i definitely will also I need we'll to have be, like some side weeks of like
0: mccartney and some linen because well and, and and some harrison i mean ringo we don't have to worry about too much but I, and the those, Beatles
1: have a good conspiracy theory right and one of them a paul's, dead. Fake? Paul's, yeah, paul's dead paul's always been dead so. and he's the
0: only one alive right now so or is <laughs> ringo alive Well no but
2: okay. <laughs> Paul right. has been right. dead We're not going to get down this rabbit Abby hole Rose, because that's yeah, why he's wearing shoes.
0: There're no shoes. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: we could be here all day. Don't even <laughs> yes. get
1: me started on the on the conspiracy. You threw down a conspiracy do, I enjoy. <laughs> that'll do another episode of the JPP pod. Uh, appreciate you sticking with us and listening to us. We'll hit the Led Zeppelin next week and a lot of other stuff. I can't wait. Uh, by the way, check us out on our website at jpppod.com or on our Facebook or Twitter. Just type in just press play and we will pop up. By the way,
0: huge uh, shout out, out to, to Kevin and Pops for keeping up the website and the what we're listening to. I just want to, like, I get a lot of credit for the shitty editing that, like, is always late, <laughs> but you guys don't get any credit for, like, that shit that's always on time. So I just huge shout out to you guys
2: yeah well thanks but l <laughs> does a lot dude. i would yeah, say does I does would, a lot of
0: the heavy lifting no, i no, would no. use
2: a different term a different adjective for the editing personally <laughs> but you know oh well okay well lately
1: speaking speaking <laughs> of the show notes speaking of the show notes i'll put uh, i'm gonna go ahead and put a little like i don't know how i'll put it on there but at some point there'll be our, our draft of the best shows of all time <laughs> Yeah. put a little honor mentions if you have any comments or, or did we miss something or we're just completely wrong reach out to us either Facebook Twitter or on the website just press play Please, just press play dot com into the show notes let us know and uh guys I guess that'll do it for another week I, I'll talk to you next week happy father's day once again pops Last thank you guys one. happy father's day that's right <laughs> love y'all peace peace Hey, before we start recording though I did want to throw out to you guys um, I so in this uh in this uh Diocles thing I looked up I wanted
0: to know what the difference between a million and a billion is right because like those are two numbers that like in my head I have no idea what those mean right I mean right. you guys okay so yeah, yeah. so one million seconds is 11 and a half days okay can you wrap your head around that one million seconds is 11 and a half days One billion seconds 31 years and nine months yes so, yeah. huge difference right. in that so, one letter change yeah so when you're talking about like oh some player signed a six million dollar deal compared to michael jordan making 1.7 billion over his career like we're talking the difference between days and years is, is what we're talking well, about
1: speaking of uh, a big difference you, you were talking about how he's uh, Diocles is the richest athlete at what 15 billion is that what it said yeah 15.3 you yeah. know what uh do you know what Jeff Bezos is worth? Well how much? 154 billion. Oh $1. $1. yeah. disgusting. Go- okay, so so that means that he is one order of
0: magnitude away from a trillion. Do you know how many seconds a trillion seconds is in years?
1: Um a hundred and thirty-three years.
0: <laughs> uh way off. It's 31,710 <laughs> years. Yeah. <laughs> so holy
1: cow. Yeah, yeah, I can't wrap
0: my head around it. I know. There's numbers wrap my head around it that's the thing is like the human brain can understand like four and six and three but like once you get to like 15 you start getting a little hazy and once you get to a million like it doesn't matter like those things just
2: don't exist so well think of a a billion is a thousand million yeah i know which is a stupid number so a a trillion trillion is a million million. it's a million million or a thousand billion it's (laughs) unbelievable